Hello, everybody. It is Thursday night, and once again, we are live. It's your boy Veep in the building. Thank you. Needed that background music and love it. So, again, thank you for coming to check us out. And um, again, we have another great show for you. But first and foremost, I'm glad that you came to hang out with me. And if you don't know what Implosion is, Implosion is basically a show that talks about the power within. We're not talking about implosion. But in Plosion, we want to talk about that power within that made you successful, um, that helped you focus, if you will, to get to your successes. And um, tonight we have an amazing young lady. I'm going to say she's blood. I'm going to go ahead and put that out there. She is. But you know what? She has something awesome to share. Um, I won't go into too much so that she can break it down to you. And if you're a business owner. You definitely want to take heed because she has some tips that would definitely help you break through, go forward and be successful. So at this time, I'm going to go ahead and bring in D from Pink Leaf Consulting. What up, cuz? How you doing? Hey there. I'm well. How are you? Man, I am wonderful. I've been waiting for this moment to kick it with you. <laughs> Me too. I'm excited to be here. Good. Thank you for your time, too. I do appreciate it. So first and foremost, could you share with our audience a little bit about yourself and how Pink Leaf Consulting came into existence? Absolutely. So, hey, everyone, my name is Dee. I am a business growth strategist for creative introverts and Pink Leaf Consulting was birthed actually by accident. So I spent 26 years in corporate sales and marketing as an introvert myself, believe it or not. And I actually use that platform to give a stage to other businesses in the local Baltimore area. And through that, I begin to develop relationships. It happened by chance that one night at a networking event, a couple of business owners actually cornered me and began to ask me for business advice. Now, at this time, I'm a director of sales and marketing. I'm not a business consultant at all. And from that, it turned into something that we did monthly. And we did that for over two years until the light bulb actually went off in my brain. So, okay, wait a minute, maybe I'm supposed to be doing something with this. So I started my business and actually five of the six businesses that I was helping for free as a director of sales and marketing came on over and became the first clients of Pink Leaf Consulting. That is what's up. Good evening, Sorez. Thank you for joining us. That is awesome. Mm -hmm. So do you get a lot of testimonials from all that you've shared and all the hours and work that you put in? Absolutely. The community has been so supportive. And the thing of it is, you know, I believe in relationship based sales and marketing. So, of course, when I'm giving these people platforms to showcase their own talent and their businesses, I was never expecting, you know, anything in return except for visibility and awareness, you know, for my properties that I was selling. But mm -hmm. those relationships have been cemented. And so mm -hmm. I can call on those people for anything, anything that I need in my business. They are always there for me. Now, that is awesome. Mm -hmm. That That is encouraging to know that all the hard work that you put out there, you're actually starting to see the fruit thereof. Yeah. So that that's amazing. Yeah. So could you provide um, more insight of your ideal client, the uh, creative introvert in your service driven business? Absolutely. So 
like you said, I work with creative introverts and service driven businesses. So not really product based. So people that are actually I have a serving heart that are providing a service to other people. And my people, they've built their businesses on word of mouth and referrals, but now they're ready to scale and strategically grow. And so they understand that, okay, even though this is working and I want to continue to get referrals and build these relationships, they also need to know how to actively sell and market their businesses. So my people are people that are introverts that have decided that they are no longer hiding. They are ready to step out of their comfort zone and they need a guide to help them get to the other side. Mm, okay. And how do you tailor your strategies to meet their unique needs and challenges? I listen. I listen. So the first rule of sales is to listen you sell by listening and so mm. a lot of times my people have so many different ideas in their in their brain they're switching lanes so they think that they have to have it all buttoned up and neat when they come like no i'm a strategist you come to me all you have to do is talk to me i'll be able to pull out the information that i need to create a strategy that aligns with who you are and your introverted personality awesome so we actually have a question here sure. sora says what is your business background and did you go to school for business? Good question. So I actually spent 26 years in corporate sales and marketing for a Fortune Fortune 500 company. I am classically trained in sales and marketing. And I actually went to school for sociology because I never knew that I was going to be a business consultant. So I actually have a sociology degree. Nice. Mm hmm. Wow. Okay. Have you, have you utilized any of this? Well, you do use, utilize the sociology big time. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. That'd be great. I mean, because you know, it's people. So anything that has to do with people, you know, different social classes, how people move in the community. So I'm, I'm Mm -hmm. able to use it pretty much every single day in my business. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So 26 years. years. Did you start at four is the question they're asking. (laughs) That's what people always say. What do you mean? Yeah, 26 good years. I I started when I was in college. I started as um, in the front office operation. Within six months, I was promoted to the sales department. And that's kind of where it all began. And it was up from there. So I've been a senior sales manager. I've been a director of catering. I've been a director of sales and marketing. And I actually finished my corporate career as vice president of sales and marketing. Wow. Uh-huh. Now, now, let me ask you this, because you do also adhere to the introvert mantra. Would that be correct? That is absolutely correct. Now, here's the thing that has been an issue with me. I won't say you, but for me, sales was pretty much uh, this to me. Customer service, um, even repairs, because I did PC repair. That was easy. But when it came to the sales... It was just a, it was literally a barrier for me. How does one with a inverted tendencies break through that to be a good salesperson? I think you just have to reframe the way that you think about sales. So I think there's so many of us that have come into contact with bad salespeople, right? You think of the mm-hmm. car salesman and the sleazy where someone is literally trying to force you to buy something that you do not need. But like right. I just said, you sell by listening. So if you are focused on the conversation and the relationship and you're listening to what your people tell you, you're going to be able to offer an opportunity that aligns with the problem that they're having. So it becomes you serving your people instead of you trying to sell to them. So I 
myself from a place of integrity. If I cannot help you, I am never going to try and sell you my services, but I'm absolutely going to listen to you to understand the needs that you have. And if I can help you, I'm going to create the opportunity. So my only job is to offer the opportunity. Your job is to say yes or no. And if you adapt that mindset that you're serving and not necessarily selling and that you're listening to your people and truly presenting a solution to the problem they're having, you begin to shift your mindset around selling. Wow. That that is huge because again, with I did telemarketing, I did the, you know, selling of the magazines. I remember, do you remember that drink Monavi? I don't know if we talked about that. I see I Berry. Anyway, <clears throat> I've, I've done all that type of stuff. And I and me, myself, I felt I just was not successful for it. So there's a point of understanding what is your niche and what wasn't. And sales just didn't work for me. So, but Then too, T, I think it's about detaching from the outcome, right? So, so many of us are thinking, oh my gosh, are, and we feel rejected, personally rejected when someone tells us no. But it's not about that. We can't control when someone is ready to buy. Right. right. All we can do is present the opportunity. And if they're not ready, we can nurture them because we now understand what their needs are. So we can nurture them until they're ready. And sometimes they're not going to be ready. And in that case, they are not your customer or client. But detaching from the yes or the no, because I started in sales when people would hang up in your face, slam the phone down like there was no question that you were hung up on. And I had to just work that muscle and get used to the no. And the no's made the yeses that much more uh, amazing to receive. Rewarding, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I bet. We have another question. How do you help introverts navigate a di- digital landscape where there is very little privacy? There is a perception that people want to know all of your business before they want to spend money. This person has a lot of qu- good questions. She must be an introvert. So in digital marketing, there's a couple of things that I tell my people. So 80% of your content is supposed to be the valuable content that establishes you as an authority that piques your people's interest. It helps them to understand what you're doing for your people and what you could possibly do for them. And then we have the other 20%, which is what we call relatable content. Now that's the content that people want to be in your business, right? The relatable content is like, Oh, you know, my kids, my this, my that. But what we know about us as introverts is we are private people and we don't desire to put our personal lives out there like that. So what I tell my people is you want to look at what your people are interested in and then you want to look at what you're interested in. And then you want to see where those things align. And then you say, okay, these are the things that I'm comfortable sharing. And those are the private things that you share. For instance, One of my brand values is family. I love family and I love community. So I talk about my family and my content. My people know that I'm married. They know that I have children, but they never see my kids. They never see my husband because that is private to me. That does not mean that I have to share that. But I do share that I love to travel. I share that I love the beach. I share that I love to read. You know, so I share the things that align with them that they care about. Mm, Got you. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm loving that. So communication is a significant value for your brand. How do you assist creative introverts in finding and confidently using their brand voice for effective communication? Mm. So the first thing is you got to be sure about yourself. So what I find when people are having trouble communicating their value, there's something missing. 
right? So there's something, either it's fear, you need more information, there, there's a piece missing. And what I find usually is that they're not real sure who their target audience is. Because we're creatives and we're multifaceted and we can do many things well, they're trying to talk to too many people at one time. But in marketing, your message has to be directly for that one group of people. You have to have tunnel vision for your people. So once you're clear about who it is that you serve and you're clear about what they need from you, like that valuable thing, what do they find valuable? Because it's not about you. So once you're clear about who you serve and what they find valuable, you can then communicate that value. Another thing of that is you have to be able to quantify your value, right? So I am a person I am a creative introvert and I had trouble communicating my own value in the online space, even with all of my experience. But that's because I knew I was helping my people, but I couldn't put my finger on exactly why they needed me. Yes, they were referring people to me, but like, what am I really doing in their world? And then I sat down and I looked through every single client that I worked with. And I said, how did I change their life? How did I change their business? Okay, I helped them stand their authority so they could increase their rates. Okay, I helped them get clear about who they're speaking to so they can confidently speak directly to that person. Okay, I helped them understand what their zone of genius is so that they can stand here in this space and talk about it with confidence. And, and really, that's that's pretty much it. Mm. Wow. I do. I do recall the times that you were able to help me. What's going on, Michael Bate? Welcome to the show. Um, I do remember the time where you helped me understand one of my businesses to the point that you had to let me know, look, if you want to keep this business, it's going to be you. You're going to have to do this and do that. Your partner's not going to step up. And the truth hurts sometimes, but it's freeing. It saved me from a lot of headache and frustration. So yeah. I appreciate that kind of communication. <laughs> my pleasure. Yeah, and you've got, you know, you've got to be honest. And like I said, communication is one of the foundations of my business. And so mm-hmm. I'm never going to be a yes woman. I'm never going to tell my people what they want to hear for the sake of time. Because listen, I've got to be able to look you in the face and tell you why I told what I why I said what I said. And mm-hmm. that has to start with me being honest with my clients. My brother Chris White said, This is some good talk. So yes, indeed. Thank <laughs> appreciate you, Chris. you, brother. So creativity can sometimes lead to distractions. How do you help clients harness their creativity while staying focused on their business goals? I really help them rein themselves in. So as a creative, I'm guilty of an idea popping in my head and suddenly I'm squirreling over here and I've got to create this thing from start to finish but it has nothing to do with the goals that I've set in the business. So we give that an outlet, right? So I'm a huge fan of the brain dump. I actually brain dump in my business three times a day because not only am I a creative, I work with other creatives. So we want to breathe life into those creative ideas, but we have to put them in their rightful place. So that comes from parking lots. You know, I talk about parking lots a lot. And what a parking lot is, it could be a dry erase board. It could be a notebook. It's basically an idea hub, a central. Because when you think about what a parking lot is, you're going to park your car there, but you are eventually going to come back to your car. So if you get these fleeting ideas that have nothing to do with your goals, we want to park that idea for when it's time for you to brainstorm so you can Mm -hmm. come back to that. Another thing that I do is I help them channel that creativity and use it to their benefit. So because we're creatives and multifaceted, 
people sometimes, oh, I don't want to sell the same offer. I want to create, we want to create new offers, even though this offer has been working for us. And so what we do is we bring your creativity into that. No, we're not going to necessarily create something new if this is working, but let's give it some new accessories, right? Let's give your offer a new hat and some new earrings, some new headphones. Let's maybe give it a new name, throw in some bonuses, use your creativity that way. Also, when you're checking your data and insights, it's going to tell you the content that your people are responding to. Use your creativity there. This works. How can I sprinkle some more of my secret sauce on here, which is your creativity, to make it appeal to your people? Hmm. Now, is a brain dump the same aspect as a vision board? No. So a brain dump is where you just sit down and anything that comes to your mind, you're getting it out. Because what it does, you know, when we're, we have all these things in our head and we have trouble focusing on what we're supposed to be focusing on. Or those mm-hmm. times when you're laying at bed at night, you're thinking, oh, tomorrow I've got to do this. I've got to interview D. I've got to call D. Ray. So you're thinking of all of these things that you have to do. So a brain dump just gets them out of your brain and onto paper so that you can revisit and organize them later. Okay. Okay, uh, Michael Body says it helps you find so much more of a target audience. What does the brain dump? Is that a brain dump, Mike, that you're talking about? I'll wait till he answers on that. We have another okay. question from Sol Res. What okay. is the difference between an introvert and someone who maybe lacks confidence and or haven't found their lane? Hmm. So introversion is really about your energy. Right. So as introverts, we spend time with ourselves. We're introspective. So like before I came on this podcast, I spent time in my office reading, listening to music in solitude. I need to do that to recharge myself to be social here with you guys. And let me be clear. After this, I'm going to probably take a nap because I am giving you guys my energy now and it's going to be gone. So it's really about your social battery and about how you use that energy. So as introverts, we have to, like I said, recharge. And like, I'm really fun. I like to have a good time. But when my battery runs out, it's time to go. D is not fun when the introverted battery runs out. So it's really about that. So being shy, some people say that they think that introversion uh, means that you're shy. You're not. I'm an introvert. I'm not shy at all. I can be social, but I can only do it in spurts. Got you. What um, what Michael Bate was saying, he was talking about using insights, the data it helps you define uh, more for the target audience. So that's what he was talking about. Analytic. Oh, for sure, Michael. For sure, for sure. Because honestly, when I first started this business, I didn't know that I was supposed to serve introverts. Now, because I'm an introvert, I naturally attracted introverts. And it was actually me looking at the data. Who am I serving? When I was looking to niche down, I'm like, Okay, what are the similarities in the people that I'm serving? And 78% of the people that I was serving was introverts. So my niche actually found me. I didn't even know that I was meant to serve introverts. But when you think about it in hindsight, like, hello, D, you're a creative introvert. You spent 26 years in sales and marketing. You are confidently standing in your authority and selling and marketing your business. Like, duh. But mm-hmm. it did not, it was not blaring to me. So, Michael, you're absolutely right. The data led me to that that uh, discovery that is so cool uh to, to also bounce on what my man chris white said he's asking everyone that's in the chat hit that like button this is also going to help us to you know blast to keep blasting and expanding we appreciate that chris and if you haven't already subscribe to the channel we thank you so much 
And again, this is D with Pink Leaf Consulting. Um, how did your personal journey and experiences shape the focus of your work with creative introverts? Oh my gosh, in so many ways. So like I said, I, I believe in uh, relationship-based sales and marketing, and that is what I teach my introverts. Like we're never going to cold call someone. We're never going to cold DM someone. I built my business and my success in corporate America with relationships. Mm -hmm. And that is what I teach my people. I had to learn and give myself internal strategies so that I could be successful at networking. Because as a director of sales and marketing, there's no way that I wasn't I could get away from networking. There's no way that I could get away from those big conversations and rooms full of people. So I had to create strategies for myself to help me get through and be successful in those moments. And that's exactly what I help my people do based on their own introverted personalities. Mm. That's good stuff. I noticed that your approach of working with your clients is hybrid consulting. What is hybrid consulting and why did you select that business model? So I'm, I'm not a coach. I, people say coach just because it's a generic term, but I, I'm not a coach. My people are high achievers. They are leaders. They want solutions. They want to come into the room, say, D, this is what's going on. Tell me how to fix it. That is what a consultant does. But because my model is also relationship based, I'm not just going to give you a strategy and then tell you to kick rocks. <laughs> I'm going to stay with you. I'm going to offer you follow up what I call tune ups to your strategy so that as you grow, we grow together because I also believe in client retention. My people stay with me and grow with me. And so I'm a consultant because I show up and give them the solution, but I'm hybrid because I also stay connected with you as you learn and grow and execute. Awesome. That is, that's really cool. Real quick. Chris White says I'm great at public speaking and thrive at speaking in public and motivate others, but I'm really an introvert. I can be happy right by myself and have to have my time to solitude. He has to have his time of solitude. Chris, you are speaking my language. So like, I think when I think about that, I think about COVID and how people are like, oh my gosh, we're isolated. We can't go out. And the introverts are like, yay, you know, we, we weren't sad about not having to go out and communicate. Um, but yeah, so, but you know, as you guys know, entrepreneurship can be lonely. And as much as we love mm -hmm. our solitude, we also crave community connection and those genuine conversations, right? So I can show up to an event, find another introvert, and we can sit in a corner for four hours and talk about everything under the sun, mm -hmm. but I'm probably not going to talk to you again for six months. <laughs> right. So you definitely have to have that balance for sure. Yeah. Solris says, great answers, D. Another question. <laughs> do you find that there are some products that are easier to sell than others, or does your process apply to any industry? So if I'm being honest, I think that products are so much easier to sell than services because there's something tangible. You know, if I'm selling you this cup, I can sell you on the handle, the metal straw, the fact that this stays, you know, cold for 20. I'm not selling this cup. I'm not giving them a no free promo. But you know what I mean? It's something that you can see, touch and feel when you sell services. You actually have to promote yourself which is another thing that as introverts we hate doing we don't want to have the light shine on us we want to hide behind the curtain if we can we want as little upfront as we can so i find that products are easier but because i work with people that serve other people 
I'm actually teaching them how to self-promote and sell something that is not tangible. So Chris White said COVID was not a problem for me. I was already social distancing. <laughs> I I'm agree. I'm a social distancing expert. <laughs> a professional. Yes, indeed. Like I, I would jokingly say, you know, people would show like these cabins in the forests and stuff. And they're like, could you live there for a year? I said, as long as it's got Wi-Fi, heck yeah, I'm good. Because yep. I need to still have my ability to do what I do. And then, yeah, I'm great. But if I don't have that, it'll be tough. Michael Bade says, I'm a director of sales, and I train my team to sell benefits, never features. Absolutely. Mm. Benefits are is the what what's in it for you, right? Because at the end of the day, they want to know, what do I get? They don't care about you. They don't they care about the features on the tail end. But how am I going to be different after this experience? How are you going to change my life or business? And that people buy from a place of emotion. They're going to make it make sense afterwards. But you have to tell them why. Why should I opt into this? Um, Mm -hmm. And that comes from you knowing what your value is. That comes from you being able to quantify your value, too. Mm. And hey want- to my, my fellow director of sales and marketing. Let's go. <laughs> no doubt. I wanted to put you on the spot in regards to me, D. Did you mm-hmm. did you feel I was a, an introvert as well? A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I can see my people a mile away. I can talk to you. I I did a hot seat coaching session the other day and we're talking about introverts. And I say, okay, so you're an introvert, so did it us just one. She's like, how do you know? And I went through the room and I pointed out every single introvert and I had just met them. And they were like, oh, my, like, this is my job. This is what I do. I can have a conversation with someone and just based on the way they describe themselves, their businesses or the challenges that they're having, that they're an introvert. Even if they don't know, I've told several people that they were an introvert and they didn't even know they were introverts. Wow. Uh-huh. Sora said, speaking about COVID, a saying that I live is that if you don't accomplish anything you've ever wanted to do during the lockdown, Time was never your issue. Discipline was. Oh, Next. And, you know, I think discipline is one of the hardest things. And, you know, I still work on that daily. I'm very disciplined. I am so accustomed to holding people accountable. But there's a certain discipline that you have to have when you work for yourself. Because there's no one, there's no VP tapping on your shoulder saying, did you do that? Are you going to do this? You know, where's your marketing plans? Where's your this? And yeah. so every single day. I work to become more disciplined because I know you have to have that. You have to trust yourself to get up and do it. If you can't trust yourself, it's never going to work. And that comes from discipline. Yeah. uh, COVID blast was created during COVID times and it was just myself and the president. And we hashed it out for about a year and a half before the website even launched. Mm -hmm. The podcast wasn't even a thought that happened to come along as you know, time went on, but I'm glad. I'm glad that it happened. Okay. <laughs> so, Blast Radio says after the break, please tell everyone if D Ray, the producer, is secretly an introvert. <laughs> D Ray, that was backstage with us. That's a hard no. You, you are not, sir. <laughs> uh, well, I haven't. Well, okay, what I will say is I haven't had enough conversation with you. But based on the two interactions that I have had with you, I would say no. Uh-uh. Understood. <laughs> now, your other partner might be um, Elliot. Is that his mm-hmm. name? Mm-hmm. I haven't had too many interactions with him, but 
if I would put them next to each other and say who might be an introvert, I would say maybe him, but I would have to have more conversation with him as well. Understood. In a predominantly extroverted business culture, how do you suggest introverted individuals navigate networking and relationship building? Mm, set goals. You got to have a goal. So I actually have something called networking for introverts and connections and collaborations for introverts, because I know that this is an area that um, a lot of us have a hard time starting conversations. So what I do when I'm going to a networking event, I set a goal. I set a goal for the number of connections that I want to make. I set mm -hmm. a goal for the amount of time that I'm going to spend there. And I set a goal for what I truly want to accomplish by going to this event. So I'm the person I'm going to get there early because I need to scope out the room. I need to find my phone booth like in the Matrix. Like if I need to get the heck out of Dodge, I need to <laughs> identify my phone booth. I need to find where I can retreat to if I need to retreat. Because if I'm having a good time and my battery's running low, I may go do a quick recharge and come on back. Um, but yeah, it's really about setting those goals and being intentional about why. Like I'm just not willingly going to networking events. If my target audience is not going to be there, I'm not going to be there. If a connection that I want to make is not going to be there, I'm not going to be there. If it's a 300 person event, it's a hard no for me. So really identifying events that would benefit what you're trying to accomplish in your business and setting goals for yourself so that you know what you want the outcome of those networking events to be. And Chris White says, and we have to have the discipline to tell people no and protect our time. Oh, for sure. You know, I'm so glad you said that, Chris, because in this business, I am so forward about my introversion. You know, I had to hide it a little bit in corporate, but in this business, I'm not hiding it. I will tell you in a minute, I'm an introvert and this is what I need from this situation. Don't add, don't put me on the spot. Do not ask me to, to do these icebreakers. Do not small talk me. And if my battery runs low, I'll tell someone, okay, I'm, I'm all done because my battery has run out. So I think being forward with your introversion and educating people, right? Just like, you know, I was asked earlier, well, what's the difference between being shy and being an introvert? Or what's the difference between this? Educating people about what introversion mm -hmm. is and not. And every introvert is also different. We do have a lot of the same characteristics, but understanding your introversion and how you work and being vocal and forward about that has worked. Whoops. Okay. You're back. <laughs> but you finished. I don't know what happened, but you're here. So look, it's halftime. So we're going to go ahead and take the time to do our Blast Artist Spotlight. And tonight, since we're talking about the best of us, this is my man, Elijah Rosario. And the name of this song is called Best of Me, right here on Blast. Enough. I can't live without you, Tasha. 
Yes, indeed. That is our boy, Elijah Rosario with Best of Me. And if you are an independent artist or a spoken word poet or up and coming comedian looking for some exposure, you can go to BlastMusic247.com and register for free. But listen, Blast needs the fans. So if you love to hear great music, just like you heard Rosario's song, definitely tune into BlastMusic247.com, register as a fan, and have access to hundreds and hundreds of independent music. Blast, changing the industry one artist at a time. All righty. How do you how do you like that song, Ms. D? I actually couldn't hear it. Really? It phased uh-huh. out on you. My bad. Uh-huh. That's My okay. bad. We will, you can we will send me the link that. after. I'll listen to it. I'll let you know. He's a good dude. I love his music. Chris said that was a smooth track. I'm glad you like it, my brother. All righty. So let's see here. <laughs> Reflecting on your experiences, what pivotal moment in your career that shaped your approach to business and marketing? I would say the pivotal moment was me actually knowing that I was an introvert. Um, mm. So like I said, I came into business in college. You know, I really didn't know what an introvert was. I knew what I liked and didn't like and how I approach things. But once I actually had a name to what my personality was, 
that is everything made sense. And actually a client told me that there was this client that would invite me to lunch all the time. And I, I, honestly, I wasn't sure if he was hitting on me or if he just really was, you know, <laughs> being social. So I would decline, decline, decline. So finally I accepted his invitation and I was pretty quiet over lunch, you know, because, you know, we don't like small talk. And he says, right. you're an introvert, aren't you? And I said, you know, I never really thought about it. He was like, I'm pretty sure you are. And that prompted me to kind of dig into introversion mm -hmm. a little bit. And I was like, would you look at that? And so that really shifted things for me. And it made, I understood then why I was the way that I was, why I needed to recharge, why I didn't like being on stage and being in front of strangers, why I didn't like being put on the spot and all those things. So I would say that that was truly a pivotal moment because I could then tailor things to me once I knew, okay, this is about introversion and about my energy. Let me manage my energy so that I can show up optimally. Okay. So Solrez asked, can you talk about how a business starting out differentiating from the competition, red water versus blue water, uh, especially for an introvert? So the thing of it is, if there is what people say an oversaturated market, right? You have to be able to stand out. So if right. there is a row of people in black hoodies, you want to be the white hoodie in the bunch. So mm -hmm. you have to find your secret sauce, your zone of genius, and what makes you different in the marketplace, right? Because there's a lot of people teaching people how to market. There's a lot of people teaching people how to sell. But how many people do you know that have both of those skill sets? Right. right. I can do both. And also I'm not working with anyone. So I found my corner of the market with introverts and I am going to sit over there with my introverts. So if you blend in with everyone, people have no reason to choose you. So mm. it's really about knowing you, knowing what people get from you that's different and why people should pick you. So if you guys aren't familiar with what they're talking about, the Red Ocean is a, a market that exists already that has many competitors and you're basically throwing your name in the hat. When you have the blue ocean, it's a, a piece of the market that has either yet to be discovered or is under tapped potential. So what you wanna do, and we do like a SWOT analysis or a gap analysis in the marketplace, you wanna look at, okay, what are my competitors doing and who are they ignoring? A great example of this is Rihanna with Fenty. You know, she has the gazillion shades of foundation for black women. So Rihanna said, if you're if you're a little bit darker than me, you have a hard time finding foundation that matches your color. So now she's got like 72 blends of it. She found her place in the market because mm. no one was making stuff for black women that were a certain complexion or darker. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Chris White says, it's crazy how our gifts can bring us before multitudes of people. But as introverts, the crowds don't motivate us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they don't. And that's why, you know, I teach my people and why, like I said, again, the relationship based based sales and marketing. So I want to make genuine connections and cultivate community. My business will never be a volume business. I have no desire to scale, to reach all these people. I serve five people a month because I am going to get to know you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to dig into your business. I'm going to know your entire digital footprint. I'm going to know your dog's name, your wife's name. What if you drink coffee or tea, if when you go out, if it's a martini or a Manhattan, 
I want to have those deep connections because again, I want to grow with you and you will keep coming back to me over and over as you grow. So, and then what you're going to do is you then become an ambassador for my business. I've taken such good care of you that you're going to tell your friends about the people that you trust. You're going to tell them about me. And that is one of the ways that my business is going to continue to grow. I, I don't ever want to be in a space where there's a ton of people. That's just not who I am. You know, I have to definitely I agree with everything you say because we blindly did that for here at Blast. We get to know the artists, we have conversation with them, and we build bridges. And just like with with the podcasting, when people come to our podcast, they feel so comfortable. It doesn't feel like interrogation, and we're not trying to do that. We're just trying to get to know you. But even more so, when we get to know these artists. Our relationship was a lot more deeper than we thought. And key example, we have an amazing artist that's in the UK. His name is Daniel McGinnis. Love the dude. He is amazing. His music will be in movies. Mark my word. Um, there was someone that was offering this opportunity. I didn't know that person well, but I told Daniel about him and let him know. I don't know this person well, but this is an opportunity to, you know, get you some exposure. So that person decided to go outside the normal parameters. Meaning if you need to talk to Daniel, you talk to us. He decided to circumvent us. Mm -hmm. But because of the relationship that we built, Daniel felt something wasn't right. And he came to us about it. And that just shows because we built that relationship that he entrust, he trusted what we have to say. Mm -hmm. So I, I believe everything you said, definitely building those bridges. So, so and the trust says, is a huge piece. Mm -hmm. No, say trust is, is a huge piece of it in business for me. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. Um, it definitely makes what I do a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Rez says Maple Manhattan over here, by the way. Yay. <laughs> okay. Blast Radio asks, what's the importance of a support system for an introverted business owner? So very important. So even though we love our solitude and it honestly is preference. Like I said, this is a lonely space um, mm -hmm. and, and you just have to have people that you trust that you can bounce ideas off of that, you know, that can sometimes get you out of the house that can push you out of your comfort zone too. So mm -hmm. I have a business bestie and I kind of hate that term, but you know, it's what <laughs> business has coined it. Um, I'm like, I'm a grown woman with a business bestie, but my business bestie is an extrovert. And so, you know, she balances me very nicely. If I'm like, no, 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 I'm gonna say, like, come on, let's go out, let's do this, let's go to this networking event. I got us tickets to this. Like, so she pulls me out of the house or out of my comfort zone so often, and I appreciate her for that. But she also respects my introversion. So she'll be like, okay, D, we're doing this tonight. Did you recharge? Did you get? To, did you get a nap? Did you go for your walk? So she knows what I need to do for me to be social like that. So no, it's so important to have those connections in business, because like I said, it, it gets lonely. And even though we love our solitude, we'd like to have a nice balance of a, a core, very intimate group of people that we can trust and lean on to. And that's probably why Blast works so well, because myself, you know me, I'm laid back. Uh -huh. And, you know, D-Ray is not. So it's that, that yin and the yang, you know? Yeah. So, um, so I'm grateful for that. Um, what unique strengths do you believe introverts bring to the business world and how these can be leveraged effectively? Ooh, so we're observant. 
you mm-hmm. know, you can spot an introvert because what we're going to do is we're going to remove ourselves and we're going to scan the room. We're going to we're going to check the vibe of every situation before we decide whether we want to say anything or whether we just want to keep to ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. So that is a huge asset in business. Another is listeners. Because we don't like to self-promote, we're not going to do a whole lot of talking about ourselves. We are willing to be active listeners and we're listening to hear you, not just listening to respond. So I would say those are two of the biggest assets that introverts bring to the table for sure. Because I I was actually trying to think about there's a lot that I do for the company. And to a certain degree, it almost feels guilty for me to even say that I do this much because, like you said, I'm not trying to put the spotlight on me. We are, uh, uh, you know, an entity together. It's not just me. It's us. So I, I, I get that. And then too, I mean, and that happened to me even in corporate. And when I, when I talk about quantifying my value, so my sales strategist, she's talking to me about my value and she's like, well, how much did you and your team make last year? And I was like, well, this person made this and you know, this was this person. She was like, but who led them? Who wrote the, who created the strategies for them? Who supported them along the way? I'm like me. She's like, okay, so why are you not willing to take credit that under your leadership, this is what your sales team did? Would your sales team have done that without you, without your plan, without your, I'm like, no, she's like, okay, so you need to, you need to include that. So now I probably say yes, over the past 10 years, we've generated over $33 million for ownership, my team and I. So Mm -hmm. even though my part of that might've been 18 million under my leadership, this is what my team did. Right. I have to take credit for that. That's not something that I would have done. I would have just like, oh, no, you know, it's what needed to be done. It -hmm. needed to be done, but you did it. And this was the result. And that matters. Mm -hmm. Chris White says, because I'm an introvert, my cutoff game is strong. Once people lose my trust, chop, chop. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) Done. I will walk. And I hate to say this because this is a bit. I will walk past you like I never knew you. I shouldn't say that, (laughs) but that's the guys. I don't, we don't like nonsense. you know, we, we try to be upfront. We don't like small talk. We don't like not, you know, we want meaningful interactions and communications. And if that's not what you're bringing to the table, then I'm going to have to, you're going to have to be in the balcony of my life. I'm not going to deal with that. So I'm right there with you, Chris. Wow. Wow. What is one misconception people have? about the world of marketing as an introvert that you'd like to debunk? That it has to be done a certain way. That I, if I hear, I hear that so often, oh, I thought it had to be done this way or they see something working for someone else. So they assume that they had to do it that way. Mm-hmm. You're not them. That is not you. That is not your business. Their audience is not your audience. The way that you show up has to feel good and authentic to you because we don't have the energy to show up and be someone else or pretend that, you know, this is, this feels good to us when it doesn't. So I would say thinking that marketing has to be done a certain way and not taking your zone, your secret sauce, what you bring to the marketplace and amplifying that, that would be, that's the biggest thing that I, I mean, I hear that so often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so blast radio is saying Chris white is a Cowboys fan. He has trustees, trust issues for a reason. <laughs> Love you, bro. <laughs> they give you Cowboys fans the blues. I tell you, y- y'all can't catch a break. <laughs> it's all good. You got to be thick-skinned in this game, for real. You are not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 
So your brand is described as confident, empowering, and organized. How do these qualify, excuse me, how do these qualities manifest in your interactions with clients and within the Pink Leap community? Pink Leaf community. Well, I think we might be able to ask the audience that, right? Y'all, I'm an introvert. Did I show up here confident? Do you feel empowered? Let us know in the comments how you feel after this conversation. Um, So because confidence is something that my people desire, it's very important for me to show up in my confidence, for me Mm -hmm. to be able to stand in my full authority and know what I bring to the marketplace, because this is one of the main things that I bring to my people, right? So when I show up, I say, I help creative introverts confidently communicate their value, build genuine connections and cultivate community and increase their revenue. So Mm -hmm. if I'm not doing that and if I'm not showing them that, how can I say that that's what I help my people do? So I show my people every single day and every single thing that I do that this is possible for you as a creative introvert. Yeah. I hear you. We're having a little... uh... Uh, verbal dispute so chris weiss says they they love to hate us because they really want to be us how about them cowboys <laughs> i appreciate you man man i love you chris <laughs> so your your brand is also described as professional yet down to earth how do you strike a balance between maintaining professionalism and creating an approachable, supportive environment for your clients? Showing up authentically. So my people can tell from the gate that I'm no nonsense, right? Like you can tell, okay, she's about her business, but mm-hmm. I also like to have a good time. We are going to have a good time because that's so important, especially <laughs> in your own businesses, but we've got to take care of business first. Um, and, and I, again, I'm very forward with my people about everything. You, This is who we are. And my people charge premium prices, right? So we're not bottom of the barrel service providers. We are charging people premium prices. So you have to come and you have to be professional. <clears throat> you have to be ready. You have to understand what your customer journey is. You have to understand where you're leading the people that you've asked to follow you. And so I also lead by example with that too. No doubt. You know, one of the one of the things I tell everyone who podcasts with us, of course, you know, do your do your podcast however you seem fit. Mm-hmm. But the main thing, have fun. Yes. There's nothing worse than giving our hours or whatever amount of your time and you're not having fun. No, I'm not interested in that. Cause I will lose I will lose that interest and I'll get rid of it quick. Not even interested. But that's too you showing up like yourself, right? So if you are showing up as authentic V, if you're showing up as your authentic self, you're going to do it and you're going to have a good time because you're doing what you love. I love, I don't know if y'all can tell, but I love this work. I I have been doing this work so long. I do it in my sleep. I do it every single day. When I wake up to do this work, (laughs) the birds are chirping and butterflies are flying around. I, 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 you know, there, there is, this was what God made me to do. And, um, I'm going to do it in a way that feels good to me every single time. And if it doesn't feel good, I'm not doing it. That that's just the bottom line in this business. No doubt. So, so res asks, thank you for giving everyone some great business advice. My last question, what is your end game? Meaning at what point would you retire and walk off into the sunset? So my end game will be, I am putting this out here, right? So now I'm speaking it to existence. 
No doubt. Um, I am going to have a co-working space where small business owners can come. I will have an office there. It will be a community space where people can come, gather, eat, where they can learn and grow and bloom and thrive. Um, I anticipate being a part of my business for as long as I have breath in my body and as long as I am in my right mind. Um, but one-on-one -on -one work and things, I may eventually have a couple of other people on the team. So it will be like a mini agency. I see myself at a round table with my people, with them giving me files. Okay, mm -hmm. this is Blast. And I say, this is what we need to do for Blast. And then it dissipates. Okay, this is this business. And I say, okay, here's what we're doing with this person. And then they take care of it. So that is my end game to still use my strategic brain as long as God allows me to, but to have a community co-working space where my introverts can come grow, bloom and thrive. That's what's up. Yep. So believe it or not, D, we've actually did everything we said we were going to do. And did we? It was, this was wonderful. I had a good time. I'm glad you did. So yeah. do, do me the favor, let everybody know how they can reach you and um go from there so i am on facebook on instagram on TikTok, all the places as pink leaf consulting my website is pinkleafconsulting.com and you can reach me through any of my social media channels my email is d at pinkleafconsulting.com as well and one of the amazing things that i can say that i'm proud of is i actually got to convince her to finally do a podcast with us which in time we will get it on blast, but everything is a process. <laughs> everything is a process. I, I'm balancing my introverted energy right now. So it's going to be a little bit, but we, he will get me on here though, especially if the people say they, they want to see more of me. Right. Oh, no doubt. It's going to happen. Chris White says, this has been great. She helped introverts deal with the internal conflicts they deal with in business. Yes, indeed. She does. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for being here. Indeed. We thank you all for coming to hang out with us tonight. Is there anything else you would like to say before uh, we take off for the evening? No, I mean, you asked some amazing questions. Thank you. Cause I think that those were a lot of questions that introverts in business have. So, you know, you really hit, hit the hot buttons. And um, I hope that the introverts that are watching or that catch the replay um, mm -hmm. get some value out of this conversation. Yes, indeed. So everyone, thank you so much for coming to hang out with us. We appreciate all the comments. And again, please like the video and also subscribe to the channel. We would love for you to come back. And we have tons of other amazing podcasts that I know you'll find your niche because we got plenty of them. <laughs> and um, whew, wow, I'm, I'm full. I'm literally like contented. And D, again, thank you so much. I know you're My a busy pleasure. lady. I Anytime. appreciate you hanging out with me. Um, shoot. So I guess that's about it. So what we're going to do is we're going to salutate, see you guys next week. Um, I don't even know who we got next week, but nevertheless, always remember to choose. <laughs> Sorry, I'm backing up. Please remember to be kind, celebrate the difference to make a difference. I'm the Veep. I love y'all. God bless y'all. See you next week. <laughs>